0: Hi! Hey,
1: Lucy's and Fred's and Ethel's and Rickie's of the world, little Rickie's, Miss Lewis's. Oh my god, I want to meet butchers. some Miss Lewises in my life. Yeah, we all need more Miss Lewis's. Or maybe we are the Miss Lewis to someone else. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyons. So, another episode, another week, another day in the life of the Ricardos. What a time to be alive. I just had this sinking feeling as we walked into the episode, and I was like, it's gonna Another flashback, isn't it? Yeah. And I was correct. I just knew. Like, because it was an ethel Ricky one one-on-one interaction, which isn't something we see that much. Would w- be weird. Yeah. I want more about their friendship, just the two of them. Yeah, I was like, I think it was going to be a flashback. And guess what, guys? I'm right. I've been able to follow the patterns and trends of what happens in these
0: episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about Lucy Changes Her Mind, which aired March 30th, 1953. I changed my mind a lot.
1: Same. And for those who are wondering what this is about, I'll hit you with a quick synopsis by Ronnie Bailey on IMDb. Go Ronnie. He he gets a credit. Yes, Ronnie. Love your work. Support you always. When Ricky gets upset about Lucy constantly changing her mind and never finishing anything, he tells her she has to finish everything she starts. When she finds an old, incomplete love letter to a former boyfriend, she decides to finish it.
0: Woo! Finish it. Get saucy. (laughs) Hey, now. Yeah, Ricky is entering these flashbacks in the same tone of voice. Did you notice yeah. it's like, I will never forget the time. This reminds me of that time we did this. Lord. It's very performative.
1: I love him. He's consistent, if nothing else.
0: Also, Lucy took the baby, which is why the baby's not there. <laughs>
1: Casual the mention baby? of the baby downstairs to see yeah. some other person.
0: I wonder how many episodes there were where it was like, the baby is doing something else. The baby is taking a bath. The baby's has a night out on the town tonight. The, <laughs> the baby, baby has, has a meeting. <laughs> like- the baby's with the grandparents we never meet.
1: <laughs> the baby's out on a general meeting, <laughs> yeah, just right. taking a general. It's
0: fine. <laughs> Can we do a where is the baby? Especially episodes that the baby doesn't show up. Yeah. So Ricky intros us to this flashback and then he's waiting for Lucy to get ready.
1: Classic trope of like, how long does it take a woman to get ready? And then he literally spells it out. It's taken six hours. We started at 2 p.m.
0: Well, we've seen it before. The dinner with the yes, Mm -hmm. Yes, the episode where she...
1: Can't be on time. Yeah, Yeah. she sets the clock backwards. Lucy's schedule. Yeah, Lucy's schedule. The schedule. Sets her clock back the wrong way and she ends up being so late for dinner. But I mean, if she started at 2 p.m., Truth be told, what could she be doing for six hours to get ready? She was trying to decide what movie they were going to go to, which was after dinner, if they got to it. Seems like she's getting a little ahead of herself. So that's a long time to be out. Dinner at eight and then... Well, I'm guessing it was eight. I don't know what time it was. But yeah, to go out to dinner and then go to a movie afterwards. That's a lot of time. And she had to change her outfit many times. Which I do that a lot, too. Isn't it amazing same. how you can try the same thing on two weeks in a row and hate it one week and love it the next week? It's true. I agree. It's really hard to get dressed. It's if hard. there's
0: a special occasion, I feel like I always leave my room with a bunch of dresses on the bed.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you come back and you're like, oh, I have to clean these up. Yeah. <laughs> Just generally, it's hard to not be nude. It's hard <laughs> to get dressed. <laughs> to rest and be naked. That's my life goals. <laughs> I ideal lifestyle. So, Ricky's waiting for Lucy. Fred and Ethel come upstairs. They're ready to go. Ethel's looking cute, feeling fly. Fred's Fred's popping off, like, the sassy pants that he is. Always is, yeah. And he's like, you've trained her wrong. Yeah, all right.
0: All right, Fred. Yeah, like, wives are just dogs. Well, but Ethel gets him back twice. True. Fred says that she always wears the first dress she puts on, and Ethel says it's because she's only got one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's speaking her truth. Which is like when they were dealing with the bank account and yeah. Ethel said she's never had enough money to open a bank yeah, account. Yeah, right. <laughs> she's got these zingers locked right. and Right. She's
1: shady. It's good. Yeah. And also, it's even better when a zinger is not only funny but true.
0: It sounds like she's just throwing down. Right. And then Ethel says that Fred can hold on because he can live off of his fat for a few more minutes. That was so, so
1: good. Weird. So real. <laughs> Ethel says what we're all thinking. Once again, she's like the gloves have come off
0: and she's ready. It feels like they've discovered that Ethel calling Fred fat is very funny to the audience because they keep hitting it.
1: Well, mm-hmm. and it, it also seems like they've discovered which dynamics play and which don't. They can make fun of Ricky's accent, but only if Lucy's doing it. They can make fun of his weight, but only if she's doing it. She has to be thin in order for him to be able to call her fat. Right. If she was actually fat and he was mean to her, that was the thing we
0: talked about. Yeah, it would be rude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, frankly, like people just like when Fred and Ethel poke at each other because mm-hmm. they're both mean to each other. Right. A lot like, about each other's weight, about each other's appearances. So. I feel like it's like a yin yang that when you watch the show, you get to see the lovey dovey kind of relationship and you get to see the fun of a bickering relationship. And so I think every relationship has both of those aspects to it, but that way in every episode, the viewer gets a taste of everything. Yeah. To be fair, I want someone who I can bicker with playfully. All right, guys, did you hear that? That's what she's looking for. But hopefully not someone who will call me fat. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't let the door hit you on the way out.
1: Right? So they're all waiting for Lucy. And then she
0: enters the room like, what are you all waiting
1: for? Yeah. I think she says that. (laughs) Yeah. And they didn't want to be like, literally you. (laughs) That's such a trope Women taking forever to get ready And Mm. especially on dates and stuff The guy's like Oh I waited downstairs for 30 minutes Before Mm -hmm. she came down I would never do that That's why I always give myself Ample time to get ready Right And then I get mad Because I'm like I have 30 minutes until I have to leave Because it doesn't take me that long Same It's rude It's like it's rude to keep people waiting Yeah Who wants to start off that way There's a quote from Catcher in the Rye Where Holden Caulfield says Who cares if a gal's late If she looks swell Oh Oh so, I have friends who live by that attitude. I'm kind of into it. Uh, <laughs> Rin, which Lucy is most likely to be late to a date? <laughs> the answer's Corinne Eckert. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, like, intentionally late. I would be late because I, like, got lost. <laughs> yeah, I would be late because <laughs> couldn't find parking or I'd never leave with enough time.
0: So, they're trying to decide what restaurant to go to. And the crazy thing is, I feel like I've seen this... Everywhere, yeah. Think about the Master of None scene where Deb's trying to choose yes. where to go. And he's reading all those Yelp reviews. And mm-hmm. by the time they get to the taco truck, he ran out of tortillas or something. And then there's the Happy Endings episode where they're trying to pick a restaurant for Penny's birthday. And everyone's like, oh, we can't go had, there because of that. Yeah, yeah, like I just had Chinese food. I feel like this is constant. Yeah. I think this is also like a result of our
1: generation or multiple generations just having too many choices agreed if you let me pick and I'm given the opportunity to go on Yelp and Eater and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff I will not be able to make a decision if you ask me if I want to go here 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 I'll be able to make a decision right you just can't have
0: too many things right you've got to narrow the focus and so I at least appreciated that they were like What, either do Italian or Chinese? Yeah, but when her Chinese place isn't open, she's like, oh, we can't do any other Chinese restaurant, which I appreciate.
1: (laughs) Well, if you have your places. My favorite Thai place is closed
0: on Sundays. So if I'm hungover and want Thai food, I have to go with a second option, which is never as good. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I really felt like I've been Lucy in this moment a ton. Oh, you know, 100%. Like, they were all so annoyed with her, and I was like, this is my life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I also really felt connected to the fact that the decision was food based, because uh-huh. I find those to be the most challenging. <laughs> in Agreed. My life. Live for snacks, live for meals, only thing that gets me up in the morning. Correct. So they decided not to do Chinese or Italian, and Lucy's like, I'll just look at the newspaper to see the restaurant ads. How crazy is that? It's their Yelp. Yeah, this that's. Pre zagat guy. <laughs> right? Like the New York Times food section. Is that a thing? That's a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it must be. So I was thinking of that. Yeah. We're like the New Yorkers always reviewing restaurants. Yeah, I read LA Eater all the time, mostly because I'm like, what are they building right there? And why has it been taking a year? And when can I eat it? Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> while Lucy's checking out the trades for some restaurant wrecks- Rex. Fred's got himself a sandwich and a glass of milk from the kitchen.
1: Oh, do people actually drink milk? milk My dad does. This episode. It's, I want to talk about it. I don't it. like it. My dad will like routinely make himself like a peanut butter sandwich and a glass of milk. My dad drinks a glass of milk with dinner. That's what we had to do growing up. We had to we have a had glass to- of milk every dinner. Oh, honey. Yeah, we had to too, but then I would put chocolate milk in, but I would put like in Half an inch of chocolate syrup in the yeah. bottom. I don't like the taste of milk. I still oh, no, I do. I don't like it at all. No.
0: As a kid, as an adult, I don't like the taste. Yeah. Every dinner growing up, I had
1: to have a glass of milk. Yeah, that's crazy. Calcium for your bones. <sighs> so they get to the restaurant. Yeah and swanky I know it looks fancy everything used to be an occasion you know really? like going out to dinner and you get real dressed up I know and now it's like I have so many things I'm like oh I wish I had an occasion to wear them and it's just like a dress you know that I could wear with heels but I don't often have occasions to wear those yeah right
0: LA is very cash it
1: is but they get to
0: the restaurant sit down so the first thing Lucy does is try to flag down the waiter and I want to talk about it do you think that behavior is rude I think so On
1: whose part? Rude on whose part? Lucy's. Yeah. Well, also, the fact that they were moving tables so much. That drove me nuts. That's something that really stresses me out at restaurants. When my friend's like, I don't like this table, it's moving. I'm like, are we going to get in trouble by the wait staff? It still really stresses me out because I'm like, I don't want to screw up whatever system they have. You know, they probably put us here because... Reservation is a room. Yeah, and like, however many people are in a section, you know, there's a reason why they do it. But it always really stresses me out. So I was really stressed out during this segment. I
0: found it really gross as someone who's worked in the service industry, has worked in restaurants. What are you doing, Missy? I want to be on the opposite side of you two in this moment. I think maybe it's an East Coast thing, but I don't... Yes, Corinne? I don't think that flagging down a waiter is rude. Everybody I knew growing up did it. I still do it. Other friends of mine sometimes get embarrassed when I do it at restaurants. I think it's in certain contexts. In general, I don't think it's rude to flag down your waiter. I don't normally shout things. I just... I occasionally hand hand wave, and mostly I just try to make eye contact, and then I kind of nod.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you would be much more subtle than she was. Also, the idea that they've just been seated, and like he's going to come over. Yeah. That's his job. He's not right. going to knock him over to you. If it, if he's not stopping, it's because he has to do something else before he can come help you. Yeah, right. So, and I think that's also- a timing thing, too, you know, with they only have a certain amount of time in the, the restaurant scene. Right. But yeah, I was like, so she sits down and immediately demands service. Right. Yeah. That's a Ricky move, if you yeah, ask me. Right? But- Excuse me, I am the band leader. I'm one of the greatest <laughs> show people in town. And she's like, I am the,
0: one of the most beautiful wives of show people in town. <laughs> but also, I've definitely moved Tables On occasion. Mm-hmm. Not more than once, but I've definitely moved tables when a better table. But I almost made someone switch seats with me or He refused, but in the middle, after drinks were served.
1: If you guys sit at a table where it's one of them is a booth and the other one's a chair, which one do you sit in? This is the conversation we booth. were having
0: because the booth is the power seat because you can see the door most of the time the oh, are is more comfortable the chair you can only see the wall and the person you're sitting and with and the person you're sitting with and your back's to the door so you're like more vulnerable to
1: what, murder? Yeah, like, <laughs> yours seems to be, like, a weird thing. That's from a concern. movie. Isn't that, does he also walk one? on the well, side of the sidewalk closest to the street in case a car came and he <laughs> could save your life? I go with the booth every time because it's nicer on my butt. It's comfy on my butt, but also sometimes you sink too low or something and then it feels too squishy. I've so. never heard of power seat arrangements. That sounds like a male thing. That sounds like a thing in 30 Rock when... Liz Lemon is negotiating with With, she, with the Jack Donaghy School oh, of Negotiation Yeah, and she knew all his power moves But he knew, she knew her his power moves mm-hmm. And so they operate opposite uh, each yeah. other And they get locked in like <laughs> so, good.
0: so this is my point Every time there's a Booth table, I always take it yeah, well, now you know. Sometimes you don't. Now that you know that, are you going to change your behavior? I'm going to let you guys have the booth next time. Gone. <laughs> We're
1: going to all go out and be like, nobody will want to sit in the booth. Cause it's like, no, you have it. No, you, you have it. I'm going to sit on the floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to lay on the floor. So they switch tables. So they switch tables for the first time and they play bring, musical silverware.
1: <laughs> yeah. They bring all the things. I was also like, those people just left. That table is dirty. Yeah, what are you doing? Let oh. them wipe the crumbs off. Yeah. Ew, I hate dirty tables. Yeah, it was weird. And they're like, oh, We'll bring our waters and stuff, too. And I was like, this is way more trouble than it's
0: worth. And the fact that she ordered meatloaf. So the waiter took her only her order and then ran away. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about him? Yeah, he's played by Frank Nelson, who also played... Freddie Fillmore. Yes. Hmm. Knew he was familiar. It was Freddie, his
1: voice. His voice that I recognized. It's just Freddie Fillmore with Coke bottle glasses. Those glasses were next level. I, I was like, is he also a jeweler?
0: <laughs> He's also blind. Side hustle. Side hustle, blind jeweler. he got the glasses that are high prescription, but also... He's still blind. He cannot see.
1: And like maybe deaf. Like he was like really, he was being valiant in his attempt to do this job.
0: Yeah. I was like, is this safe? He carries things across the room.
1: (laughs) I really appreciated his attitude. I thought it was fun. (laughs) When he was like, Just not taking Lucy's shit. I kind of liked it. (laughs) It was a fun little difference because usually it's just Ricky being like, Lucy, you're being embarrassing. And this guy was just like, have all the shrimp cocktails (laughs) and ran away. Yeah.
0: So Lucy changes her order every time someone orders something new. Which I don't
1: blame her. Sometimes I look at a menu, you miss things. Mm -hmm. Someone else has something, you're like, ooh, that sounds good.
0: Apparently this was based on a real life dinner the writers had. Madeline Pugh did this every time someone would order something. She changed her order to match their order.
1: Women, am I right?
0: Ladies can never make decisions. Well, I'm sure then she sat down and wrote a scene about it because people were like, this is funny.
1: I have a very specific pet peeve when I go to a restaurant with Mm -hmm. my family. There's six of us. If we go out to a restaurant, part of the appeal and reason you go to a restaurant is because if you had to sit at home, everyone would have to eat the same thing. (laughs) I hate when I go to a restaurant and I order something. And then two or three of my relatives order the exact same thing. It makes me crazy. Because that is <laughs> not why you go to a restaurant.
0: This is the funniest <laughs> just like neuroses I've I, ever And ever
1: they heard. know it makes me angry. And they do it anyway. I've never thought about it that way. No. It is a waste of potential and opportunity. Variety. And it, it makes me crazy.
0: What I didn't understand is... And this, I think, could fix your problem, Molly.
1: Which is, which one? I've got so many.
0: <laughs> which is, why didn't they just decide to do family style and Lucy could have a little bit of everything?
1: It's harder to do that when there's a steak. You know what I mean? Well, That's like a personal it, portion. You could cut a
0: third off and give it to her. You know what I mean? They could have ordered pork chops, lamb chops, a steak, and then... A fourth entree. And milo.
1: some sides for the table. And split it. Yeah, exactly. You know. Maybe family style wasn't a thing until Buca di Beppo did it. <laughs> Buca di Beppo invented families.
0: I think it did. <laughs> I just don't know why one of them wasn't like, oh, Lucy, you don't have to order a whole thing. You know, we can split. I don't know. I'm big on splitting. Mm. I feel like a lot of my friends and I like to go places and split in order to and have half and
1: half. You and I have been known to go to brunch and one gets a sweet, one gets a savory, and then you have all the world's treasures in front of you. Exactly. I'm opening up a brunch restaurant, which has like a picking option where you can have one egg, then you can pick from a pancake, a French toast, a waffle. I love it. And you can pick a side. It's like Panera, you pick two. Yeah. Because that's what it should be rather than, I don't want six eggs. <laughs> I don't know how many eggs are in breakfast. but Three. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. should be a la carte, really, in really? breakfast.
0: You always want something sweet and something savory. I don't know why anybody wants just one thing for breakfast.
1: If they're doing that, they're doing it wrong. You heard it here. (laughs) Yeah, coming in hot. When it comes to brunch, I've got things to say. (laughs) I felt like there was a missed comedic opportunity with the menu when it was just pork chop, lamb chop, whatever. I wanted to hear some weirdly specific things that were the way they prepared them or what Uh was on the side or blah, 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 blah. I wanted this to be like a funny, pretentious restaurant because I thought that they could have gotten some mileage out of that sure and to see her hear this delicious amazing long description and start drooling that could have been fun you know
0: that would have been better to
1: sell her on it more rather than just oh lamb chops yeah i can eat that
0: yeah it's like lamb chop and then you zoom in on her face and she's thinking
1: she's like yeah lamb chop okay here's my, my other question for meat people (laughs) can you specify give me a really thick one and just you know trim off the fat is that a thing you can say about i don't think so obviously i know with (laughs) steak and stuff it's well done medium that just feels like such a weird it felt like she didn't know where she was it was she pregnant (laughs) was she at the butcher shop
0: she actually was pregnant and they shot it
1: i feel like if you were at a butcher shop someone who's in the business of cutting trimming meats right You could say, okay, I really want it trimmed before you weigh it and charge me. Yeah,
0: at a restaurant, you can specify how it's prepared, prepared, but not it's the cut of the meat.
1: Yeah, because the way that it's presented on the menu, the cut is already made. Right. So, yeah, I think she's misunderstood the assignment. That's not what you do at a restaurant.
0: So then they're ordering drinks, beverages. (laughs) Wasn't that weird? And makes her order last, but it's coffee for Fred and Ethel and milk for Ricky. Ew! And what was his it's name? Steak. dish? That's so.
1: Grown weird. men love milk. It's That's really what we're learning. weird.
0: Right? It's a kid beverage. I don't understand. Nothing was he getting
1: something drink. spicy?
0: Well, none of them are alcohol.
1: Also, a hot coffee out to dinner, usually it's like you get a coffee at the end of the meal.
0: About the shrimp cocktails, Ricky Dunn just puts a breadstick in Lucy's mouth. Yeah, because he suggests that they have shrimp cocktails as appetizers. The waiter
1: suggests that, right? Right, but is that kind of phallic? Oh, it's funny. That didn't occur to me. And I almost always think things look phallic. (laughs) I mean, I think it was like a great visual symbolization of the patriarchy Silencing women everywhere
0: <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of Physical humor about it
1: But also, I was on board with them Shutting her up, maybe my loyalty Is to people in the service Industry over women, maybe that's what it is What about women in the service industry? Goes, oh, I mean, they're my number ones, it goes, my number one hoes <laughs> Service industry, women It goes, women in the service industry Service industry, women like, Maybe those are my priorities and I didn't know until I watch this episode and my my foundation is shaken. Lucy's
0: changing hearts and minds. I am shook. What would you call that
1: intersectional intersectionality of show people <laughs> show people <laughs> of service people and show people well it's just like this guy's trying to do his job and there's a social contract you sign when you go to a restaurant when you go out into the world don't be a
0: jerk mm-hmm. and i feel that strongly i don't think she was being malicious yeah, i think but there's like, a
1: thoughtless yo sure. still still painful i
0: totally get it but I also think I've seen people treat waiters way worse True, yeah And she was just indecisive a lot of the time It is it's a just little inconvenient. Flawless, yeah. But she did just, she changed her mind about her entree I don't know, I feel uncomfortable judging Lucy Because I just really felt like she wasn't doing it on purpose She just, she just can't make a decision and Maybe she was just hungry She's she's too hungry But she's
1: adding time onto her getting food That's true Yeah,
0: you gotta be practical when you're
1: that hungry So then the waiter ends up quitting (laughs) Right
0: in the middle of the meal He hands her the tray (laughs) Grabs his coat and his hat and storms out And then the craziest thing They went to commercial But it was like the episode ended, right?
1: yeah That was weird. It felt like a two part, like the episode was in two parts. I totally agree. Even in the synopsis, they're like Ricky hates that A, she always changes her mind, and B, she never finishes anything. And those two things can be the same, but they also can be completely different things. So it felt like a weird thing that it's like, those are the two thoughts in the episode, and we're just Mm -hmm. like, we'll crunch them together, and that makes a logical narrative. It's like, things women are bad at. Right, that are sort of related.
0: (laughs) We have talked about how some of the footage has been lost, and I do wonder if there was a connecting scene Mm -hmm. where we saw Ricky... Tell Lucy she had to finish things Yeah like the fight thing that we hear about We hear about through Ethel but we don't see it Like why didn't we hear that And I feel like that would have been the bridge If you were trying to structure the episode If
1: they come home at the end of the night and he's like I'm just so sick of you always doing this And it's not just this it's also this I want the really like raw real At
0: home Lucy uncut (laughs) The real world Ricardo. So we open back up, and because there's no bridge, my thought is where are we? What day is it? Are we still in the flashback? I have no idea.
1: What party
0: is she attending? Yeah, where is Was can I my get...
1: biggest question. <laughs> where can I get that hat? <laughs> oh hat. I got that hat. I got that hat. Okay, so. It was like an emoji. (laughs) It was. It was like a fake top hat. It might have been green. Leftover from a St. Patrick's Day party. Because she's going through a box of mementos. Things she saved. I'm like, oh, that must have been from a New Year's Eve party or something she saved. But no. Or when she was a tiny
0: person. No, you don't think it was really her outfit. I thought it was something she put on when she found it in the closet.
1: Oh, I thought that's just what she was wearing that day. And I was like, she is crazy. That's what I thought. I thought it was something from the box, but they never addressed it. And that's what made me think, oh, is that just
0: a trendy hat of the year? That's a fashion. Maybe they didn't explain it very well. I think it was something that she found in the closet. I think maybe she was supposed to have more stuff like that, and maybe it just ended up being just the hat for some reason. But I think they were trying to say, she's been trying stuff on and like... Yeah, cleaning out her closet. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you would do in a modern scene where somebody is cleaning up. Like the Sex and the City montage. I was
1: just going to say that. Get out of here. Which one?
0: When Carrie's moving in the movie, they bring everybody to her bedroom... She tries on the ballerina outfit she's wearing in the credits of the show. Yeah. And they all are wearing these throwback outfits. Right. Yeah, the little babies wearing stuff too. Or no, Lily. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's in the movie. Not in the finale. Right. Right. Iconic costumes. Are you guys like that? Do you keep things? Oh, I'm a hoarder. Well, yes and no, because I've moved so much. I have so many boxes of things that are just, like, old papers and stuff that I'm not going to get rid of. But just to go back to the hat for a hot second, because I'm not over it. It reminded me... I'll of... never be over it. <laughs> never. It reminded me of... Do you remember Picnic? Picnic. It was an app when we were in college where you could just put little... Oh, It was, like, yes. a ph- the photo editing yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, And there was a tiny hat that looked like that. What? The number of photos of myself in college that you or other friends of ours put that tiny hat on... Who knew everything I do is so iconic?
0: Is this yeah. app around? Picnic. It's like
1: picnic with a K, right? Yeah, like P I C N I K. Now you can do that with Snapchat. Snapchat, yeah. yeah it was you like know, a precursor and it was- to Snap.
0: Uh-huh. That is crazy. You're such early adopters for social. Yeah, she's always been a trendsetter when it comes to social. You're a trendsetter. I don't want to know how deep what that are you goes. On, what are you on now, Zoom? What is Zoom?
1: Oh my god, picnic is over. As announced earlier, picnic closed on April 19th,
0: 2013, right by your birthday. That's my birthday. <laughs> it's like they knew. So, So we hear about this fight, previously mentioned fight, because Ethel was out in the hall changing light bulbs, which is a euphemism for eavesdropping. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then she says... His face got really purple, and Lucy's like, Oh, these walls are thinner than I thought. Because she was clearly looking through the people, right? Yeah. What a creep. She was not changing (laughs) a light bulb, she was just outside their door peeking in. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The thing about these girls is they both
1: got really vivid imaginations too, so I would also believe that she's just imagining it in the end.
0: Yeah. Well, also was she in the walls? Was she looking through a grate or something? <laughs> I was like, she's in the wall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or does she have cameras?
1: Ethel is a witch. Hello. <laughs> right. She could probably transfigure herself into a wall or be into a fly and she'd she fly. did. She wallpapered herself into that wall. Anything could happen. <laughs> she continues to be the witchiest witch amongst us. (laughs) She's the most likely to start a coven, so most likely. So finishing things we start is also a good thing we should do, though. Yeah, like that's something I need to do. I'm an Aries. We have a million ideas. Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. We're kind of flighty. Yeah. A million ideas of things I start and then never finish. It's all about your star sign, guys. Everything is. We live in LA. I don't think She's a tourist. She finishes things. I don't think I start things I don't finish. Well, that's why this podcast would have never happened without Corinne.
0: (laughs) That's correct. She's the business. (laughs) She gave us deadlines. (laughs) Well, we're not done yet. So Lucy finds a letter to her old beau, Tom. Tom! Are Tom. there Tom's she, our age? Yeah. I know some Tommies. Tom Henderson, for a second, when Lucy gets this idea to finish the letter, I thought she was going to send it. I didn't know. I did too. And then when Ethel was like, are you going to send it? She's like, no! I was like, Lucy, you did not make that clear. Then what's the point of finishing? Did she, she want to... To leave it out to show Ricky? Yeah, she wanted him to get jealous. Well, she wanted him to regret asking her. I think that's kind of funny.
1: I think that's clever of her to be like, oh, you really want me to finish everything I start? I started dating this guy a bunch of years ago. Right. Get off my
0: back. You don't want me to finish everything I start. I wonder what they fought about on the phone that led to them breaking up. Her and Tom? Yeah. Because it wasn't how handsome he is. It's probably Tom. <laughs> I guarantee
1: you that Tom was not- he was too on, handsome. Tom was not on board with Lucy's early hijinks. I think he was probably oh, overwhelmed maybe. by her hijinks. He seems like the kind of guy who just, like, coasted on being oh, handsome. God. I think he was one of those- Pretty and boring guys who probably didn't need to have hijinks mm-hmm. in his life because he was so pretty. He's like John Hamm on 30 Rock, where mm-hmm. he never learned he couldn't play tennis because he was so pretty. He doesn't need to have real skills. He could have a claw hand and still get laid, which is true about John Hamm on that show.
0: I mean, but we don't know that till the end because they go to the shop. Right. So we're still in the apartment at this point. Lucy's finishing the letter. Mm-hmm. Ethel's like, I wish you had a window in your forehead so I could peek in and see the wheels turning. I love that. <laughs> I know. I just want people to say that to me Or I, I'm gonna start saying it. I don't know which one
1: <laughs> I now want there to be a reboot, a sci-fi reboot Where there is a Lucy robot that Ethel builds in her basement Where she can watch the windows into this brain It's like Ex Machina Correct <laughs> But like Ex Mertzina I would love a reboot where it's Inside Out And it's all of Fred's emotions <laughs> It would just be the. It, it would, would just, just be, be the angry anger guy, yeah, <laughs> and maybe the occasional disgust. Who is the voice of the angry guy in mm-hmm. Inside Out? Because he should play Fred William Fordham. Frawley, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, Lewis Black.
1: Oh, 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 yes, he should play Fred.
0: He would be a great Fred oh, for he, the reboot. He,
1: he would that would be. be okay. Aaron Sorkin, I know you're listening. That's who you need to cast. Okay, so you have Kate already. It's going to be Oscar as Lewis Black.
0: As Fred Mm -hmm. And then we just need to find our Ethel. Ethel Stay tuned So then Ethel leaves And then she runs back in and says Lucy is this a good idea with Ricky's temper Another episode where she's concerned about Ricky's temper
1: I think that they just have not gotten over the black eye thing And maybe she just
0: is still suspicious Well it's also weird because of the syndication issues That it ended up being right in a row
1: Right For us
0: Yeah Whereas there was one or two weeks in between this. Yeah. So they would have had one or two episodes and it wouldn't have felt exactly the same. But it does feel like two weeks in a row that were like, is Ricky have a temper?
1: Well, and it's funny, I feel like most of the season he's been super tender, but in the first season there was a lot of him yelling. He spanked her. And saying really aggressive things. So I guess I'd forgotten about that.
0: Yeah, he kind of rolls with it this time. So Ethel tells Fred, and Fred tells Ricky. That was, scene was weird. Yeah, well it's another of the like, Fred finds Ricky on the street and is like, buy her flowers. You know, it was like, Fred finds Ricky in the hallway and is like, your wife's gonna write a love letter to her old beau. Ethel couldn't keep her big blood mouth closed, so she told me a secret. What's that? Lucy found an old unfinished love letter. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah but she finished it this afternoon and now she's waiting to have a little fun with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a- <Yeah. laughs>
1: All right Fred thanks for telling me I'll see you later. Well okay I totally read that scene differently than what ended up playing out where I thought the joke was going to be And maybe this is just the more contemporary version of it, is he goes, Hey, I hear that Lucy's writing a letter to a lover, and she's going to try and have some fun with you. That's what he says to him. Right. Meaning she's going to try and make a joke. I hear your wife's going to try and have some fun with you tonight. Right. And as then reason. and then
0: <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just cut through? <laughs> and Ricky's like, the Indian "Oh." Indian.
1: Ricky's like, "Oh, some fun." Got it. And he goes in. And I thought he was getting ready to romance
0: her. So I thought when he goes, your wife's writing a letter to a lover, I thought that somehow we didn't see, but Lucy had said to Ethel, spill the beans to Fred. I'm in touch with an old lover. And then they were kind of going to use Fred to set Ricky up to be mad and to look for signs that Lucy. But then he was like, and then she's going to try and have some fun with you. And I was like, oh, no, no, Ethel spilled all the beans. There are no secrets. Ricky is gonna go into this knowing. I thought
1: that Fred knew exactly what was going on and he just communicated poorly so uh, Ricky was
0: gonna go in thinking I'm gonna have a fun night with my wife. It's crazy that this one line has given us four different versions of this episode. I thought it was that Lucy's gonna fuck with Ricky, is like mess
1: around with him play a prank. That's, yeah. yeah. That, I took it as that. I thought as I, what happens, I was yeah. in a much more suggestive
0: place. That's where it felt like it was reading to me and I was like this is not 1952. This yeah. Felt like a different well, version. I, I don't think the threesome version would have happened. Not a threesome, then. but like basically just like when you come home tonight, we're gonna have fun.
1: Like that's what I thought it was gonna be. Wouldn't have made it through the censors. Right. No. I know that's not what it was intended, but that's how it read. Yeah. And that would be a funny thing If your best friend's trying to help you out Like, oh, your wife's trying to dupe you And then he's like, oh, I'm gonna go in and woo her (laughs) Right It would be
0: silly to see them completely at odds And confused about what's happening I mean, Ricky just really rolls with the punches He honestly, if he had a quote-unquote temper He could have just burst through the door And been like, Lucy, what are you thinking? I know what's going on Instead, he's playful And he has some fun with it And he's like, I'm gonna read the newspaper And then she waves that letter in front of him Like her tail feather. She's like shaking her tail feather (laughs) in his face. And he's like, you're waving it like a flag. Obviously you want me to look at it, you know? Oh, and we haven't even talked about how they've completely, in theme with the episode, changed around the room. I don't know why necessarily, but it's also the only time.
1: I think it's a foreshadow because we have another episode coming up where she buys all new furniture. So I think she's (laughs) getting restless about the apartment. Well, when
0: she was pregnant, she did feel like the furniture was old and out of date. And that's why they changed the set. So maybe this is one of the times when the set people were like, instead of buying new furniture, what if we moved it? Maybe you'll feel better. And then Mm. she did the episode and was like, nope, still need new furniture.
1: Ricky's on to what Lucy's doing with Mm -hmm. the love letter. And he goes, don't you have an interior motive? (laughs) And she's like, first of all, it's
0: ulterior. Second of all, no, I do not. (laughs) And he's like, okay, I'm going to mail it. Call your bluff Yeah But they're both playing each other Because yeah. if Lucy was serious about that And Ricky didn't care Then you're in a bad relationship Your husband should care If you are getting lunch with your ex-lover And have been hiding it from him
1: Yeah, because she says We've been seeing each other since then
0: <laughs> like, Yeah, and he was like Oh, okay, cool I guess I'm fine with this you're Right And he's a fur man With a fur place downtown Well, I mean Those furs are nice <laughs> Well, and also, she's probably never gotten over the whole fur coat thing from Mm -hmm. last season. She would have definitely had a fur coat if she had ended up with... Tom. Tom Henderson. She would have had three fur coats. Lucy and Ethel go to the fur store. Yeah. Well, she wants to explain to Tom why, out of the blue, she sent this letter to him. Yeah. So they go to the fur store, and they see a customer say, Goodbye, Mr. Henderson, and it's this short, older... Adorable young man. Older gentleman. He has an excellent personality. Well, just (laughs) after... He runs a nice business. Just after Lucy described him as a gorgeous hunk of man. Correct. And then she goes like, guess my hunk has shrunk. And Ethel really starts to question Lucy's taste.
1: You know what? I found this, like, really mean and I was like, you know what? That guy may be awesome. We don't know. We're judging him too much. Well, he got hired
0: to do a job
1: The actor? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Ethel,
0: he kind of has Fred vibes, so calm down. Wait, he does kind of have Fred vibes. He's shorter than Fred, maybe.
1: Wasn't there a moment as well where Lucy said something about getting older, Mm -hmm. and Ethel says, women don't get older, they just mature?
0: Which (laughs) I love, obviously. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) It's Mr. Henderson, so they go into the fur store, but they also see that Ricky and Fred have followed them. Did you understand this? How did they... They are like, tracking them. I
1: I think they're just being like, okay, what is their plan? Because they truly don't know.
0: Everybody is pranking everybody and just stalking everybody. It's very weird. It's very reckless. Pranking with abandon. Yes. It makes no sense. Do any of them have any place to be? Do any of them? What day of the week is it? Yeah, what's (laughs) happening? What the hell is it? So Harry Henderson, played by Phil Arnold, takes Ethel in the back to show her. Yeah, because Lucy's like, they're coming. Go
1: in and distract that guy. Right. And I'll do some comedy. And she does. That's basically what happens. Some inspired bit of physical comedy. She just tries to flirt with a mannequin. It's so good. It's really wonderful. It's so good. But that's not like me when a boy talks to me. <laughs> he just breaks into pieces. He's just emotionless and I'm just having the time of my life. Well, she's
0: just laughing and touching him and leaning in. And then it's flirting is Lean gross. in by Lucille Ball. Lean in by Lucille Ball. <laughs> but also it reminded me of, have you ever seen that Will and Grace episode where Grace is kind of stalking Will's boyfriend Vince through the mall? And we don't get to see it, but Vince is like, I knew that was you. I've... I remember thinking that's weird that mannequin's eating a french fry <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like she's you know poking her head you such know? a Lucy yeah she's a Lucy Grace and Will and Grace Adler. is coming
1: back so we yeah. get to watch a Lucy in action yeah so she ends up basically chopping that man in half because the <laughs> mannequin comes apart the hand I love when the hand came off in her hand and she stuck it down her shirt <laughs> yeah. I was like that's some
0: saucy mannequin <laughs> and apparently Ricky and Fred are just watching this whole thing and they just crack up like when she ends up splitting the mannequin because he's showing her a new dance move yeah please don't turn around it's just my husband like it's so <laughs> very low-key <laughs> like so realistic buckolding yeah is
1: the key to a happy marriage to pretend to your husband that you have a million other boyfriends just
0: gaslight them <laughs> all I think day that's
1: what i'm starting to gather from watching <laughs> this show yeah it's definitely like who needs marriage therapy when you just have <laughs> i love
0: lucy <laughs> Then Ethel comes running out because they've got the wrong Henderson, and apparently Jess Oppenheimer didn't want to pay a lot of money for a guy who just had a line at the end of an episode. So in the script he wrote, the most gorgeous hunk of man anyone's ever seen for fifteen dollars and fifty six cents.
1: That's an excellent oh casting. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh.
1: And the guy who they got,
0: he was worth every penny of it. Well, 15 he was
1: cute. <laughs> He was a handsome hunk of man, and he. Ended up being Very successful Yeah Played by John Hart In the voiceover At the end They referenced him As Johnny Hart (laughs) But then he Went on To be quite well known In The Lone Ranger He was in The Lone Ranger He was The Lone Ranger Actually This was on At the same time So that was kind of A get Where they got The star of another show To Mm -hmm. come on And be Basically cameo Yeah For no money Right. I
0: wonder if it was under the same contract with the studios or something, but. Or he just wanted to be on I Love Lucy. Can you imagine? Everybody would want it.
1: Oh, for sure. It's not like what's law and order, order, like everyone started there. He's also, he will come back later for two more episodes. So
0: Mm -hmm. he's a friend, friend of the pod, friend of the show. We're going to look for your handsome face, John Hart.
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) It just seemed like a weird logic
1: for an adult woman to say, oh, I was just so embarrassed. I couldn't let you see that my ex-boyfriend is now not good looking. That's really weird. Right? (laughs) It's like, you don't know what he looks like when they dated. And also, who cares?
0: You've been married for 11 years. like. Yeah, Ricky goes, well, I'll make sure that you're going to lunch with a man who's tall, dark, and handsome anyway. Your okay. husband's hot. Also, he's not that tall, though. But <laughs> he's got lifts in his shoes. <laughs> but still, Ricky's hot. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: you You don't have to ask me the Choir preaching to it. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and then he shows up. And I want to see what happens after that when Ricky sees... Who this guy is That he's dealing with
0: Yeah The ending was weird It was like a zoom in On her face And I was like Is she now regretting The decision she made To choose Ricky Over Tom Henderson <laughs> Is that what the show's saying I don't know God I want a show about Lucy Being single Yeah Lucy the McGill Diaries. <laughs> The like, Lucy Diaries Yeah Her dating life Exactly Pre I Love Lucy We want the CW <laughs> Prequel <laughs> Because we know Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz story Right like, We know and we know that Lucille Ball had other boyfriends because that was pretty well reported on. But I want to know the Lucy McGillicuddy, you know, hijinks. Yeah. Like you know, she and her boyfriend on the farm or yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah. Making out behind hay bales or whatever you do. <laughs> Maybe. You know how the whole thing about this show is Lucy's trying to be in the show. She wants to be in the show. Maybe the whole premise of Lucy McGillicuddy is like she wants to get out. She wants to get to New York, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, she says also that she meets Tom Henderson in college but it's the only time she ever mentions college, and she right. and she didn't go, and it's just a continuity error.
1: Oh, weird! What a goof!
0: Yeah. So she tried college for a week and met
1: Tom Henderson and was like, "I'm done here." I mean, she peaked at yeah, that point. Yeah, she peaked. Right. <laughs> she came to get an MRS degree. <laughs> Where is John? today (laughs) that's an episode you'd want to see of her going to her 10-year college reunion ricky can't come so she has to go stag to her reunion oh my gosh so many she brings ethel yeah (laughs) yeah and then all the boys are after them and then fred
0: shows up even though he wasn't invited it's like where's the lodge meeting i was just going to the ymca that's down the street i mean to be fair to fred he's along for the ride in this episode but he's not a problem He's doing. He's. I doing love fine. when that's the best thing you can say about Fred. Is that well, like he's not contributing, but he's not a problem. He's like drinking
1: milk and he's like <laughs> making jokes, but he's not. The amount of milk getting drunk in this episode is this like the Dairy Board sponsored. <laughs> I was gonna say who's the sponsor? Philip milk.
0: Morris. Still nobody yeah. smoked, but everybody drank milk.
1: There Ew. was like a low key partnership between the dairy farmers and Philip Morris. <laughs> Simpler times, you know. After dinner, we would just smoke cigarettes <laughs> and, and drink. drink (laughs) Talk about the old days
0: We were so healthy By candlelight (laughs) Alright well I think that's it for this episode Lucy's if you want to find us Follow us friend us Review us Yeah you can do all those things on the great worldwide web
1: (laughs) You can follow us on Instagram at we love Lucy podcast On Twitter at we love Lucy pod On Facebook At we love Lucy podcast or Shoot us an email You know a snail mail but via email an electronic snail mail an electronic snail mail and for goodness sakes please finish it yeah i was gonna say if you guys have drafted an email to us and you've not finished it yet and not sent it off like please do yeah look at also tweets like look at your drafts folder and, and twitter and see if there's anything there's nothing worse than not finishing the things you start so if you've been thinking about getting in touch just do it <laughs> bye lucys